Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Waco is becoming the place to showcase independent film. And the Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival is coming up in mere months with the mission of empowering the creative spirit, serving with heart, and celebrating all. And it is a joy to welcome the founder and lead producer, Dr. Tyra M. Lindsay Warren, who is also on faculty at Baylor's uh, Hank Hamber School of Business as clinical assistant professor of marketing. And um, she's also a gifted jazz singer. That's really how I first <laughs> met you, my yes. friend. Plus, we're neighbors. We yes. live in the same neighborhood. Yes, yes, but yes. it's it's so, it was, I mean, what a singer. And uh, you just kind of do it all. <laughs> Well, thank you, Anne. I bet sometimes you feel like you're doing it all. But. Well, if you ask my, well, first of all, thank you for having me. And then if you ask my husband, my husband will say no. <laughs> so she doesn't do it all. <laughs> so he's helping out on some things, I guess. That's all the time, to, all the time. Uh, well, let's talk about the film. Is this the second it one? It will be okay, the second one. I thought last one. year was the first, mm-hmm. the, your launch. Well, how did all this come about? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Do you want the real truth or do you want well, the party I'll line? Wait. I, you can tell me whatever you want. To, I'll believe whatever you say. Um, it's a combination of, let's see, professional perseverance as well as combined with personal character and just who I am as a person. So regarding professional perseverance, um, I've had the honor of, you know, working in Hollywood straight out of college. I went to Northwestern University. I went to film school, um, graduated with the prestigious uh, fellowship of the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences. Of course, you know them, but maybe your listeners may not. If you've heard of the Emmy Awards, the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences is the entity that produces the Emmy Awards. Mm -hmm. So I started out with them at NBC and Burbank at their Burbank office once upon a time um, in the Department of Children's Programming. So if you remember shows like Saved by the Bell, which oh, yeah. now has a reboot, which is so fun to see, and and some other Saturday morning shows, I worked in that department under the, the vice president of, at that time, Linda Mancuso. And the president of NBC Entertainment was Warren Littlefield at that time. And so I went from NBC to CAA, Creative Artists Agency, um, Quincy Jones, David Salzman Entertainment. I spent the bulk of my time there developing TV and film 
properties, um, you know, on the TV and film side of the house. And, um, you know, got an MBA and then started this whole road down marketing uh, in New York City, as well as Procter & Gamble, all that good stuff. So professional perseverance. In 2013, I had the opportunity to be on the producing team for uh, T.D. Jake's uh, international faith and family film festivals at Megafest. Mm -hmm. And uh, he launched those in 2013. And they would happen every other year uh, to coincide with his, you know, mega event, Megafest. And so we did one 2013, 2015, 2017. And when it was time to, I guess, go wherever next those film festivals were going, I was not asked um, to go. <laughs> and so then uh, I had the lovely honor to um, be asked, you know, to bring my team to Cincinnati, Ohio to um, take their film festival from zero to 100. And that was the Over the Rhine International Film Festival. Did a wonderful job, brought in celebrities, you know, extra hosts and just all kinds of fabulous things. And then... In 2019, at the top of the year, when we're supposed to re-up my contract and all that good stuff, um, never heard from them. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> and when I did, some other things um, transpired, and it was one of those uh, times as a professional woman and a woman of color, do I stop <laughs> or do I keep going? Right. Because you've been in entertainment for so many years. Um, there are there are times when, you know, people take your your time, your energy, your talents and don't necessarily give you your just due or they'll they'll take your ideas and don't necessarily give you your just due. And that I have experienced a great deal in my career, whether it's Chicago, New York City, Los Angeles. Um, and to be honest with you, Anne, at that point with the Over the Rhine Film Festival and that debacle kind of happened, I said enough is enough. Mm -hmm. I said enough is enough. Just do I'm your tired own thing. of people <laughs> stealing from me and, right. take, and not appreciating me. And yes, yeah. to your point, right. it's time to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, God, can I do this? <laughs> but why are you know I'm talking to God why have you given me this right. this acumen to do these types of festivals and then the opportunity to see the impact mm -hmm. of this type of storytelling why did you do that and so I leaped out on faith at the in February of 2019 um, with just my savings account and I said um let's is Waco ready <laughs> <laughs> is Waco ready for this idea yeah, yeah. and just started plugging away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, to my surprise, you know, as you know, you get challenges, but to my surprise, um, David Littlewood, TFNB Bank, yeah. I, I happened to pitch it to him. He got it because, yeah. you know, there's a short term vision, there's a long term vision. The long term vision is for us to be the Sundance of the faith and family right, space. Right. Right. It doesn't exist. Once upon a time, Variety, um, the industry trade Variety, had something in LA every year called the Purpose Summit. Mm -hmm. And I remember Bishop T.D. Jakes would be on panels all the time for that. And I would support that too from time to time. But that, uh, ended maybe in 2018. And so there's this space open for um, 
something, you know, a destination something that, you know, consumers, uh, Hollywood execs, celebrities can come in and come to um, fellowship and yet get some business done you know, in this space. And I'm not sure if you're even aware, but the the faith and family space is a $200 trillion industry. No, I, I don't. Or billion, billion, I 200 billion. Yeah, I don't doubt it at all. And there's 200, yeah. over 200 million consumers mm-hmm. just in this segment that want positive, friendly programming, positive, friendly movies, you know, just something the whole family can watch. But they want quality, too. High quality. Yeah. Yes, very much yeah. so. And so that's how we got started. <laughs> wow. <Long> went away. <laughs> no, I mean, that's... It is an amazing story, but I'm so glad you didn't just, you know, fold up your tent and go, well, okay, you know, but Mm -hmm. because, you know, I I am a firm believer God closes doors, but, you know, the old expression, he opens a window. And so you just have to be aware of that and ready to step out on faith as Mm -hmm. you've, as you've done. Mm -hmm. So we've got the second one coming up. This is uh, an amazing time because this is the week that it's actually launching, right? Yes. So, so tell me about some of the events. You've got some great things planned. I know you've got the harders with this one because you've got both a golf classic (laughs) coming up and a tennis mixer. (laughs) Mike plays golf. Of course, I'm the tennis player. And this is just so much fun because we've been needing things like this as well. So let's talk about some of the other events that will sure. be coincide. And then we'll talk more detail and, you know, what, what we can expect from the film sure, festival sure, in sure. February. So given, you know, and being responsible and respectful of the city's COVID-19 guidelines and parameters and things of that nature, um, you know, as you mentioned at the top of the segment, we're about celebrating all. So we had to get creative to figure out how we could celebrate all and yet still be responsible. And so that's how the golf tournament came about, because all during the pandemic, I don't know about your husband, but my husband has been playing golf. Just kept golf. playing golf, <laughs> and I've kept playing tennis, yes. too. Like, yeah, right. It's, Same holds true with tennis. It's and one so, of the safest things you can, you exactly. can do. Exactly. So. so we booked. We have booked in uh, mm-hmm. the the festival and the film screenings with these events. Mm-hmm. So um, the Celebrity Golf Classic presented by Greg May Honda. We are bringing in celebrities. Now, granted, they'll be from the state. You know, some folks are just driving in from mm-hmm. Dallas, Austin, Texas, et cetera. Um, but again, a part of this event I always have to bring Hollywood sizzle. Hollywood sure. celebrity sizzle and some oh, that sexiness makes to everything. Everybody excited. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we're super excited about the golf classic. Um, and the celebrities that we have on the website, that's just a taste and a teaser of oh. who's coming. So we hope um, as we continue to get into January every week on our social, we're announcing a different different celebrity appearances okay so so the golfers that can play in it so the the, i mean that's the idea you're going to sign folks up to play and so uh, they'll be able to play with celebrities i guess Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay and some filmmakers hopefully we do have some filmmakers in texas Mm -hmm. that always tend to come and so we want to put a filmmaker too on a foursome so as they're playing They'll get to, you know, network and socialize with some celebrities, some filmmakers, and maybe learn a little film trivia along the way. Sure. Well, what it really a, a unique experience mm-hmm. for folks mm-hmm. um, Same here, here in Central Texas. With yeah, the, the tennis mixer. The tennis. Okay, so um, let's, talk, let's talk some tennis. Once upon a time, I don't think you know this about me, I used to be the director of marketing for the United States Tennis Association get in New York. Get out. 
Did you really? Love tennis. I am an avid uh, attendee of the U.S. Open every year yeah. um, because that's that's just my background. That's the, the best place for tennis in the world. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I can't do anything golf without tennis. That's just inside <laughs> of me. Good. right? All right. I love and it. And so we're bringing a little U.S. Open, French Open, Wimbledon flair to this tennis mixer. That's just, you know, games, you know, round robin. Just, you know, it's going to be everyone. Waco Regional. Um, no, uh, Ridgewood Country Club. Oh, Ridgewood. Tennis Center. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Very mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Very and good. So, um, just something fun, um, to just get to know your neighbors, mm-hmm. have a good time, win some prizes, get a great gift bag. You know, everything that we do, we always have great gift bags. Sure. So, you know, golfers who are coming with us on the tournament will get an outstanding gift bag, actually. Some nice swag. Yes. Huh? <laughs> yes. And the tennis folks will get a fabulous gift bag, too. Oh, right. And um, both events will have a catered lunch. And we're really excited about the tennis um, luncheon because we're we're using, you know, some French Riviera, French U.S. Open flair sure. on that one. Oh, I had no strawberries and cream. I mean, a little Wimbledon <laughs> in there. You never know. You never know. <laughs> might, might be. Might be. Well, all right. Now, let's talk about the film festival sure. itself, though. This is going to be February 4th through the 6th mm-hmm. at the Hippodrome. Mm-hmm. And also. Oh, no. No well, Hippodrome. No, no. no right. Hippodrome. Well, you, so what you're doing is. So nothing at the Hippodrome? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Okay, so, but but there's some sort of pop-up things or something. What oh, was that yes. I reading about? Tell yes, me about yes, that. Yes, yes, So it's a hybrid festival, again, okay. being respectful of COVID-19 guidelines. Um, we are presenting two-thirds of the films on our online platform. So, again, being safe, you can go on there, you know, $5 price, because that's we make everything nice and affordable. You can watch as many movies as you like for you and your family. And what we're even doing, even though the festival says the 4th through the 6th, we will most likely open the platform early so you know you don't have to rush or anything as you go through the um, film festival and then throughout four area churches we are making pop-up drive-in movie theaters so first woodway baptist church uh saint albans episcopal church uh tolliver chapel tolliver missionary chapters Tolliver Chapel Missionary Baptist Church and Greater Zion um, Baptist Church. We are turning their parking lots into drive-in movie theaters. <laughs> How fun! Yeah. How fun! So, so you you opened up the uh, submissions. Um, back in August, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, so you know, how many have you gotten in? How do you adjudicate this? How mm-hmm. do you how do you do a film festival? Well, we've been fortunate that in 2019, you know, that inaugural year when we first opened up uh, the film f- submissions, believe it or not, Anne, we received 1,688 submissions from 109 countries all around the world. Mm-hmm. Truly blown away <laughs> by everything, you know, from feature length films, short films and student films. And because that went so well, we were able to program the 2020 and 2021 film festivals from that. Mm. And so what we did this year, um, we received close to 100 submissions, but that's fine because we still have so many hundreds yeah, loads and loads in our database. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and because in that inaugural year, I was blown away by the, the quality of our animation submissions that this year we had a category just for animation. Mm. And so 
in 2021, you know, we have programmed and taken some of the new submissions from 2020, um, complemented, you know, what we already accepted before. And so we are presenting, I feel like a very strong film festival representing filmmakers all over the world. And I'm so honored to be able to say we have a nice diversity of filmmakers from women to male and, um, you know, and we'll be awarding feature film categories, short film, a student film, and animation film. So you have judges that we are sure going to be making those decisions. We sure do. What will it mean for a filmmaker to win, you know, to win a prize? You know, it's just um, they get a, a gorgeous crystal award plus a cash award with that. And this year we were so honored to be able to have um, a gentleman by the name of Demanuel uh, Richardson, who actually works for Sundance. I happened to meet him at Sundance this year uh, through a mutual friend. And I told him, you know, I'm doing this festival. He said, well, I'd like to help. And I remember telling him a couple weeks ago, when you said you'd like to help, you didn't realize that <laughs> I was going to take you up on that. Put you to work. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was a part of our uh, programming team to um, select the submissions. And then we have a film jury of uh, five um, individuals who are entertainment, Hollywood um you know, executives, if you will. Um, some write for various different media outlets. Some are, you know, um, Hollywood executives in their own right, because it's important for the filmmakers to know that their projects are being judged by credible people. And, um, you know, for the filmmakers, it's an opportunity to shine. You know, you put all that work into making a film and then you want people to see it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And you want people to see it from all over the world, um, whether it's a short film or a feature length film. You just want it to be seen. Mm -hmm. And especially in this uh, family and faith space, um, it even, you know, says even more about you, your character, what you're about, you know. And so we're giving films that opportunity and that platform to shine, um, filmmakers to shine. And we've been so blessed that, you know, we've been expanding our brand. You know, over Thanksgiving, we launched the Florida Family and Faith International Film Festival, powered by AARP Florida. And so ARP just loved what we did in Waco and just said, give us some of those movies. So we were actually able to take our winners from the 2020 Film Festival and then some and showcase them for the Florida Film Festival and pay them. And pay them That's a licensing nice. fee. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Keep those cards and letters coming in. Yes. You know? And so we are also in talks um, with uh, entities in Africa to produce the Nigeria Family and Faith International really? Film Festival. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're right now touting it as Hollywood comes to Nollywood because um, Nigeria next to Bollywood is, and then next to Hollywood are the three centers right now that are producing some of the, you know, largest quantities of film projects in the world. Mm -hmm. So this is another opportunity to uh, have filmmakers shine their light, you know, even beyond Waco, Florida, et cetera. And a large Christian community in Very Nigeria. Much so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm continuing to learn about it, but uh, I don't know if you're aware, but thousands of people come to a church service every mm -hmm. Sunday yeah. in Nigeria. It's it's amazing. Well, let's talk a little bit more about you. You come from a talented family. Okay. And just a little. 
<laughs> a little bit about music. I mean, we serve on a, a committee of the Waco mm-hmm. Symphony mm-hmm. Uh, Association, and so, which is we had a chance to visit a little bit uh, recently about your mother is mm-hmm. also a talented performer. Mm-hmm. And you kind of started out as a little kid mm-hmm. on that path. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that. Oh, sure. Um, my mother... Love the arts, right? Mm-hmm. And so the film festival is actually presented by the GB Lindsay Family Charitable Fund, which my father started when my mother passed away four years ago in her honor. And we just exude her spirit in terms of our programming. She was a philanthrop- philanthropist, loved the arts, and she was also a uh, elementary school teacher for over 40 something years. And so we try to do all of that with the with our family nonprofit. We're educating uh, in the arts, et cetera. And so she played classical piano. She was also classically trained in opera and started and believed in the arts. We, you know, we just have a family. We come from a family to just believes in the arts and the impact, the positive impact that the arts can have on your life. And so, and then my dad, because if he hears this, he's going to say, why do you talk about me? <laughs> so my dad. Don't leave him now. <laughs> went to a historically black college university, Cheney, outside of Philadelphia. And so he was a jazz DJ for, I, I believe, the entire time he was in college. So the arts, the you know, the performing arts and then this jazz you know, my brother and I grew up in this this environment. And so my mom started me, I believe, at two years old, ballet lessons, right? And then um, once upon a time in the, in the 80s, this show called Fame came on television. And I said, Mom, I want to go there. I want to do that. Because, you know, you can't resist, you know, in the, in the opening credits where Debbie Allen's like, right here is where you start paying. And, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, I was dancing so much. I'm like, I want to do that. And so I did that. Mm-hmm. I was um, a student at the School for Creative and Performing Arts in Cincinnati, Ohio, which at the time went from fourth grade to 12th grade. So we all of us were kind of mixed in together. And I always say, and we had this conversation that um, – Sarah Jessica Parker is an alum of the school. Uh, Carmen Electra, Nick Lachey, uh, Drew Lachey. Um, so many people and uh, lots of Broadway people have come out of that school. Yeah, you said it was kind of a training ground yep. for young people then then go right to That's what we Broadway. were supposed to do. We yeah. were supposed to graduate and just go straight to New York. Mm. And my father was like, no, you are not. <laughs> Think again. <laughs> Think again on that. But, but that's to, what Sarah Jessica Parker did, That's right? exactly what yeah. she did. And she yeah. starred as Annie um, in the Broadway, you know, the original mm-hmm. uh, Broadway show production of Annie. And so for me, since my, my parents, you know, believe in education, believe in multiple degrees, <laughs> my family, um, when I got into Northwestern early decision at the time, Northwestern was number 10 in the country, I believe, for undergraduate schools. And I sold my dad that I was going to major in producing. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know anything about that. You know, his background was straight corporate, IBM all the way. And I said, it's entertainment and business, dad. Sure. And he said, okay. (laughs) And so got into Northwestern, but to the school's credit, the School for Creative and Performing Arts, they had just launched a musical theater program my freshman year. And when I auditioned for the musical theater program, the head of the program, um, Professor Dominic Massimi, he said, there is nothing we can teach you. You're just that good. And I said, huh? Really? (laughs) 
<laughs> really. <laughs> so I went through the program. I also have a, a degree in musical theater, but I always liked, and I was the first African-American woman to graduate with a musical theater um, degree from Northwestern. Really? And I always like to say, too, um, I opened the doors for those students of color who came after me, sure. though most famous being Heather Headley. If you recall, Heather won uh, the Tony for Aida. She also won, I believe, a Tony for playing um, Nala, I believe, in The Lion King, you know, original productions mm-hmm. of both. And when she got on campus, they called her oh, you're the next Tyra. Oh, you're the next Tyra. Wow. <laughs> and so we've always laughed about that. Wow. But, what, a, um, what an honor. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. And a yeah. Huge compliment. That is, mm-hmm. that's great. That is wonderful to know about you. And, um, and then of course you, you, you went on, <clears throat> sorry, academically to get a PhD mm-hmm. in marketing. Mm-hmm. So what kind of led you into the marketing thing? My MBA is in marketing as oh. well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I went to the Peter F. Jucker School of Management in California at Claremont um, and received an MBA. And that was while you were working for NBC? Is that when all mm-hmm. that was going? After Quincy Jones, I went to help uh, Babyface and his wife, Tracy, start their production company. I had already been accepted to mm-hmm. business school. Okay. And they were like, well, before you go, help us out really fast. And, um, you know, once I started business school, I was a, a full-time sure, student. You sure. And after graduating, the goal was to kind of just go back into Hollywood and be an executive of primetime programming, um, executive of primetime programming. Um, and it didn't work out. And so ended up going home, doing a stint with Procter & Gamble and the National Speaking Women's Health Foundation, marketing and things of that nature, which was a blessing because I ended up um, – from a, a marketing and a strategy, communication strategy pr- perspective, um, learning about what I now call empowered storytelling, which is a whole research stream that I have. But at the time when we were producing these women's health conferences all across the country, and I was you know, being a spokesperson for Olay and all these things, I always wondered, how does this messaging work? You know, and how does it really impact consumer behavior from a positive perspective you know one of the Olay tags was at the time love the skin you're in Mm -hmm. you know and so how does that resonate with women differently from such and such and so believe it or not all that work and all of that um, you know live event uh, experience by the time I got to um, Rutgers I was telling my advisors I want to research this phenomenon that I have been doing in my practitioner life, you know, for 10 years. And they just, they just couldn't get it. But (laughs) nevertheless, I persevered. I persevered. Again. (laughs) And now it's so funny um, because you've seen empowered storytelling all the time, especially once the the world hit COVID. Um, Amazon, uh, Starbucks, uh, MasterCard, Google, you name it, all of their ads, no matter what the medium, are exuding the spirit of empowered storytelling, which is the construct I created and developed, which is storytelling that exudes the emotion of empowerment. And how does that impact, you know, your attitudes, your behaviors, and most importantly, your purchase intentions? (laughs) Your purchasing. And that was my dissertation. And that's, you know, what I researched Mm -hmm. because... 
it has a positive impact. You know, when people feel empowered and and feel that the brand cares about them, you know, is motivating them and is encouraging them, that builds customer loyalty, a stronger relationship to the brand, which says, oh, if I'm at, you know, H-E-B or what have you, and I'm seeing... I don't know, Doritos. And <laughs> I just saw that Doritos spot about them caring about me during COVID. And da, da, da. At that point of purchase, my brain, my cognitive processing gets triggered. Oh, I remember that ad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy these bags. I'm going to Dor- get Doritos. those fire hot, <laughs> yes. whatever they are. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. I love, I, I mean, our time is about up, but okay. I love to end these visits with a questionnaire similar to the one that the uh, late, great James Lipton used on Inside the Actor's Studio. Mm-hmm. So let's get started. What's okay. your favorite word? Empowerment. Okay. What's your least favorite word? Fear. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Good storytelling, but that can take place by way of a quality performance um, in the theater, in a movie theater, you know, by way of a movie, by way of a television, dance, um, acting. I love good storytelling that comes in all kinds of forms, music, um, instrumental or vocal. That that gets me jazzed up, especially when you're seeing performers at their highest levels. What turns you off creatively, spiritually or emotionally? Not good storytelling. <laughs> Just the opposite. Uh, yeah, right. Bad performance. It's kind of like a, a bad French horn. There's nothing yes. kind of worse than that. <laughs> or that squeaky violinist yeah, 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 yeah. tune before <laughs> they started. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of sounds, what sound do you love the most? I love nature. You know, um, we're fortunate to live in a, a fabulous community that has this beautiful lake. I love walking in it during the, you know, the mornings and, and hearing nature, whether it's the birds, whether it's the ducks, you know, whatever the case may be, a baby crying, um, the trees swaying in the wind, um, because I just feel like I'm being hugged by nature in the morning. And that's how I love to start my day, you know, in alignment with the universe, um, and, and God, what sound do you like the least? <laughs> Put it that way. When my husband yells at me. No, <laughs> no he doesn't I don't do mean that. like that. <laughs> um, or, you know, just when uh, when friends or close family members say I didn't do something that maybe I should have done better. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have the the disease of all women, um, the disease to please. And so. I try to be, you know, the best daughter, the best sister, the best wife, the best friend that I can be. And but I'm not perfect. So, um, you know, when I happen to displease any family member or friend or something, I hate hearing that. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. What other profession would you have wanted to try that you haven't You've done a lot of different mm-hmm. things? I'm in awe. But but what what else like would you have wanted to do? I was going down a medical path. Oh, really? um, my dad and my mom were just like, you're going to Northwestern, top school in the country. You need to be pre-med. Um, so dermatology was one thought. And then also, too, once upon a time, I did get waitlisted at Northwestern Law School because I, you know, 
should have gotten an MBA JD, um, but Claremont didn't have a, a law program at the time. So it would have gone back and forth between being a medical doctor or a lawyer because I love the law. Really? I love negotiating. I mean, and I do that now. Sure you do. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, my Baylor colleagues who are in the law school, when I send them over contracts that I've, I've done, they're like, we're not doing much to this. It's pretty well done. Tyra. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Because I, I, I love all that. Um, and I probably would have been, you know, an intellectual property lawyer or mm-hmm. something like Very that. Very detail-oriented, mm-hmm. it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Well, then what profession do you know you would not want to do? Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Garbage person. <Okay. laughs> All right. Anything with my hands, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I like thinking, and I like creating, and mm-hmm. I love strategy. Um, so it's... I would have gone into any type of profession like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Finally, what do you want to hear God say to you as you approach the pearly gates? You know, and I'm just working really, really hard in my professional life and personal life for him to say, Tyra, well done. You did not waste anything that I gave you, any talents, any this, any that. You used it all. And for that, well done. Mm, Amen. The Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival coming up February 4th through the 6th. 2021 and don't forget the toyota tennis mixer and celebrity golf classic how can they go and find more information sure um just visit us on our website www.wacofilmfest.org wacofilmfest.org and then you can also follow us on instagram twitter and facebook at waco film fest so and you know and i have to just say one quickly or say quickly, you know, thanks to TFNB Bank, your bank for life, which is our founding partner. Uh, they will be our founding par- partner into perpetuity. Just we couldn't do anything without TFNB. Well, and to uh, to cross promote, we are taping this, of course, in the Rogue Media Studios. And uh, as soon as we're through, you're going to start taping a podcast. How yes, can folks. <laughs> How can folks then uh, then hop on your podcast as well? Sure. Um, it's called Real Values, Real News, and Real is R-E-E-L. And um, hopefully we'll be on Rogue Media soon, but definitely wherever you listen to podcasts, you know, iTunes, Apple, things of that nature. Tyra, we launch a, in January. So. All, all right. Coming right up. Coming right up. Tyra, it's been a delight. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you, Anne. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at RogueMediaNetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. Introducing the Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival with over 1,600 attendees in our first year. It has really been truly a, a, a wonderful weekend for our community. It's great to have a positive film experience that everybody can watch and there's meaning behind it. The production and the quality films are celebration of the art. We are celebrating the Waco community. We are dedicated to empowering the creative spirit, serving with heart, and celebrating all. Well, it is the Waco Family and Faith International Film Festival. I'm excited. I found out about it through a friend. As soon as I connected, I was like, what is this? Like, oh my gosh. It's a whole community, and I look forward to going and getting again.
yourself, why am I here? I'm here to be your tour guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been a Globe Media Network Podcast.